Pelvic Posse, and welcome to the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. It's Amanda Fisher. I've helped thousands of people with pelvic floor issues, and it's totally my jam. Here, you can listen to expert interviews encompassing all things related to pelvic health. That's pee, poop, sex, and everything in between. You have a pelvic floor. Yes, you. We all do, and it's time to start talking about these issues that arise, but more importantly, how to improve them. I am so glad you are here to join us. Now let's head into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Hello, I am here with Amanda Fisher. She is the owner of Empower Your Pelvis, and we are going to bring you guys more information about C-sections today. Amanda has had the pleasure of having personal experience with C-sections. Very exciting. Yeah. And she's going (laughs) to kind of give us some insight on that route because I have had two vaginal deliveries. So I have not personally been here, done this. I've treated a lot of women who have, but I haven't done it myself. So that's where we're headed. To start out, do you want to just dive in? Sure. Tell us about kind of your experience. Absolutely. Um, first baby was eight and a half years ago. That's our Jack. And it was a surprise. The baby was the baby. He was <laughs> breech at about 36, 35 weeks. However, I had done everything that I had read at that time. It was like getting into swimming pools, flipping upside yeah. down, diving down in the water, trying to get baby to flip, doing all sorts of muscle energy techniques to help the tissue release and work on lengthening. But back even eight and a half years ago, there really wasn't a lot known on stretches to truly do to help prepare for childbirth. So this is really amazing that Erica's got this put together for y'all. With him, my water broke slow leak, ended up with a C-section without even knowing it at 37 weeks. It was thrown into the OR the operating room, I had no idea what to expect. So lots of packets of iodine to kind of cleanse the full body. I'm calling my husband who's like flying out of town for a, a work trip to like turn back around, get to the hospital because I'm not having this baby without you. And that one for me was probably, since I didn't really prep myself the idea of having a C-section, I had planned natural birth. That's what I wanted to go into being a public floor PT. I wanted to experience it all. And I guess I got to experience all of what to do with the C-section. So at the last minute I'm laying down, you know, I'm getting my epidural and I'm I'm totally asking, I'm fearful of that, let alone that my husband couldn't be in the room for that. I thought for sure he could be there to hold my hand to get the epidural and they don't want your spouse passing out, which actually happened during the um, delivery of our first kiddo. Cool. Get to that in a second. But yeah, so you you kind of go through that yourself. Your legs are numbing. You're laying down on the, the operating table with your legs numbing and telling them like, I can lift my leg. And they're like, no, you can't. Because <laughs> they ask you if you can wiggle your leg, wiggle your toes, lift your legs. Your spouse or partner can come in at that moment. And my husband ended up, he does not do well with blood or puking or vomited or any of that. So the first sight of his wife being on the operating room, looking like she just got hit by a truck really got to him and he went down. Luckily we had two anesthesiologists in the room that caught him. And so we, that allowed us though to prepare for the other two C-sections. So round two, I had tried for a VBAC so much that I left my gynecologist or OB-GYN at about 28 weeks, who I love dearly and got a midwife at 28 weeks and did the whole interview process with a midwife 
And then at 37 weeks, we did an ultrasound measurement. And sure enough, she's like, you're not going to have this baby vaginally. You're going to have to do a cesarean. And that crushed me. I feel terrible, but I cried again, probably for like 48 hours. And then I got over it. But I had in my head, like I had prepped and prepared for this delivery. And poor guy's head was just too big to come out. So it was, we could deal with brachial plexus injury with him. Lots of vaginal tearing, which she had said, like, you know, what happens with a grade four vaginal tear and you've already had a C-section. So you would kind of, you know, be doing that to both ends. And then the risk of his injury, we chose to um, go the C-section route. So with it being such short notice, I didn't have a lot of time to really pick what I wanted in regards to that delivery, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. Third time, Due to scar tissue that had developed with baby one and baby two, we had found out that we would definitely need a C-section for that one. So I had lots of time to pick and prep and choose what we wanted. What I didn't get into, my husband, we gave him a camera to look through. So it looked like he was watching a movie instead of him actually watching the delivery. So he could experience without passing out. That's perfect. And he did great. So we were allowed to, you know, success. Yes. Actually decide what we wanted so much that his cousin actually delivered one of our kiddos. And with us having an advance notice of, you know, who was going to be in the room, she was our labor and delivery nurse. And so she had to shave my area down there, which was kind of, you know, she was like, are you okay with this? And we do that all day. We see plenty of vulvas and everyone's is different. So it was no big deal. It was like, heck, I tell people all the time, don't worry about it. So go ahead and (laughs) trim it up down there, make it available for baby to come out smoothly. So we joke about that probably every holiday (laughs) we get, but yeah, there's lots. Each one was completely different. My husband will joke that it was the fast food approach to having a baby. I would disagree. Each one got a little bit longer with scar tissue that they had to go in and clean out. The very first one was more quick. By the third, there's a lot of scar tissue. I make a lot of scar tissue. So there was a lot of scar tissue within my pelvis that needed to um, be cleaned up and that changed the delivery just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, and the reason I want Amanda to share this is just so you guys can hear, like there are so many different varieties of delivering your baby. And we don't always get to pick and we can plan and we can prepare and we can have like, you should, you should plan and prepare and you should have goals, you know, like your wish list or your goals or what you want for it. And then we have to know it can change. And like, that's what Amanda went through. And so we want you guys to know that and to be prepared and like, just have the knowledge at least like this could change. Like this is my desire. And this is something else that's possible that I need to be aware of sort and, of deal. You know, having it in the back of your mind that 30% of people do end up with C-sections, at least in where we're practicing. <clears throat> so, you know, there's an option to be part of that 30%. So if you can even think about it, if I would even given myself that inkling and I didn't when I wanted that V-back, I was so headstrong on that. I was going to have that V-back. I didn't even give myself time to process what it would be like if we had another C-section, but I think I would have been more at ease and less stressed out and less anxious had we both kind of prepped ourselves for that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So on the line of, let's say like one of two scenarios. So like, you know, you're going to have a C-section, that's your plan, or you are planning a vaginal delivery, but you're considering a C-section. You're like mentally prepping yourself and like, okay, what kind of things like 
do I get to pick when I have a C-section? What are my choices? What decisions can I still make? Do you recall any of those? Like, can you have some insight on that? My first thing was I wanted a clear drape. So with first baby, we didn't have that. It was just a regular drape up. They were able to pull it down to talk to me for a little bit. The second one, it was short notice. So I asked for a clear drape and they didn't have any available. But by third baby, since I had plenty of time, I was like, I want a clear drape. Another option you have is I wanted the natural birthing experience. So by the third one, I wanted to be able to reach down and pick baby out. Or if I could not due to lack of oxygen or um, the epidural, I wanted my husband to be able to help with that. So we did more of that natural birthing experience. You can still choose to clamp the cord blood. You have to let them know that ahead of time. You can still choose to not bathe your baby after the first, you know, we went over 24 hours with our second and our third or with our third, not with our second. Cause I don't believe I knew that was an option with the second. We can choose the music that you want in there. So it's more comforting and at ease. The docs are really great about that. So you can have your own playlist. You can have your own camera. You can film it. You can still the skin to skin. I was numb and had to have oxygen with our last one. So the skin to skin was the nurse really holding the baby to my chest until we could get out of the OR. And that was fine too. And just knowing like you are numb from the waist down for those next 24 hours. So you really need to plan that somebody supportive can be there with you to help with wheeling the baby across the room, wheeling them in, helping you get set up in different positions for that first nursing experience. So I made sure my husband was available. He knew what to do. I prepped him, took him to breastfeeding classes before. We did that each time because we would forget everything. And each breastfeeding experience is totally different too, depending on the kid. Yeah. You can make it very individualized as just as much as a vaginal birth. Just, I think having your options of like, if I had a vaginal birth, this is what I'm going to do. If I'm going to have a cesarean, this is what I would like to choose. Cause not everybody wants to see people tugging and pulling and pushing on their belly. So if that's going to make you queasy, then don't do the clear drape. But if you really are like, oh yeah, I want to have that experience of my baby coming out, get the clear drape. Yeah. I talked to my docs and my nurses the whole time. And I would be like, so, you know, what layer are you on? Where's the baby? What did we cut through? Um, how's he doing? Um, we actually didn't know what our first two were. So we had the option as our son was being pulled out. I wanted my husband to tell us what we were having. Yeah. So giving him that experience. And so they made sure when they pulled out, they'd say, you know, okay, dad, what's the baby? Yeah. This is when my husband passed out was because <laughs> he was just like, uh, uh, and she was getting nervous because you have to get him out in a certain amount of time. And then he was like, uh, baby and completely went out. <laughs> and yeah. She, and then she looked at me and was like, it's a boy. I'm like moving on. And so, yeah, you, as much as you can really think about it. So you, your brain can prep what's going to happen. So it doesn't go in that fight or flight mode as much. Yeah. Hey, pelvic posse. I want to thank you so much for joining into this week's episode of the empower your pelvis podcast. Can I ask you a couple of favors, please? Number one, can you like and subscribe to this podcast so that you can continue to empower your pelvis forever so that you will never miss out? Number two, can you leave us a rating and a review telling them how amazing we are and everything that you have learned about your pelvic health? And then number three, if you haven't seen the video version of this podcast, you can go over to youtube.com forward slash C 
forward slash empower your pelvis for all your visual learners out there. We have all types of great visuals in there for you to not only listen to, but to also watch. Thank you so much again, and make sure to give your pelvis some love. Until next time, peace out, pelvic posse.